Welcome to episode 19 of Sharing Life Lessons. This is season 2. I am your host Hamida and I want to bring you stories because stories inspire, stories teach and stories heal. I know I haven't done this in a few episodes, but I do want to announce before we go any further with this one that we have crossed over 2,600 plays of all episodes of Sharing Life Lessons, for which I want to applaud and thank all of my listeners from the very bottom of my heart. I also don't want to forget to thank my supporters. Thank you for signing up for the monthly subscriptions. For those who want to further support, you need to go to anchor.fm backslash sharing life lessons and you will see a support button there with a dollar sign click it and you will be able to sign up for a monthly subscription for any amount of your choice this will then help in further creations of episodes in the future all of this information is also in the show notes again thank you so much now on to our episode i want to first tell you about this chance meeting with today's guest there is this daily noon guided meditation call, which for many reasons I can't get on to daily, but maybe once a week I manage to get on. So this one day I happen to call in. I happen to call in a little late. Now what happens in this call is that everyone who comes in first checks in, talks about what's on their mind because of everything that's going on. It's a good place to just get it out. And then we get on to this guided meditation. When I joined in, David was already talking and he was telling everyone about how he likes to interpret dreams and how he is looking to start a podcast about interpreting dreams and he wants to do that live on the podcast. I immediately responded by saying, hey, I'm a podcaster, happy to answer any questions you may have because I know he was starting off fresh. We started talking offline and then I realized that David had a story and he wanted to tell a story and so I invited him to tell a story. So here he is. Everyone, please welcome David Sampson. David Sampson is an intuitive coach. During the journey of transformation, there are times when we bump up against stuff and don't know what it is. David is able to read you and recreate what is going on. This gives you the freedom to either choose what you're doing or to create something new. Hello, David. Welcome to the show. I am so happy to have you on Sharing Life Lessons. David, can you start us off by telling us a bit about yourself, please? My name is David Hugh Sampson, and I am a coach. I use my intuition and I use dream interpretation to really develop and see what's going on in your life so we can actually start collapsing some of the stories that you've created and really shift things and make a huge difference in your life. Great. Do you have a website or a Facebook page that people can follow you on? I do have a Facebook page. You can follow me at David Hugh Sampson, and you can send me uh, a messenger as well if you want. Great. We'll have that in the show notes. I do want to tell the listeners that I had David interpret one of my dreams for me, and he was spot on. So if anyone wishes to try him with your dream interpretation, his contact information is in the show notes. So David, tell us your story. About four years ago. I was looking for a job. I was unemployed, looking for a job. I was just trying to find anything. And I went for this one job interview for looking after a pool and I didn't get the job. It's just like, my God, I can't even get a job looking after a pool. Like, 
who am I? I'm not that important. And I've always struggled with self-worth and that actually going for that job really brought that up. So really the self, the dictionary version is a person or thing referred to with respect. So I made a story, if I couldn't get a job taking care of a pool, how can I respect myself? If they can't respect me for taking care of a pool is really this, the esteem part as well. So I was just really looking at my life and it's just like esteem, the dictionary term is to regard highly or favorably, which is the same as self. So I was just not in a spot where I could actually hold myself into that space, that high regard. So I started self-development. I've been working in a program called Landmark Worldwide. I've done many other programs and it's really impacted my life. And it's brought me to the space where I can actually help other people. Dave, what is Landmark? What kind of a program is that? It's a self-development program and it's really about you discovering who you are and discovering the truths so tell me how that made a difference in your life. After that, I discovered the stories that I make up about myself, which is my self-worth and self-esteem because it's all a story. And it's that just collapsing the story, taking that story and going, well, what's real about this story? Is it real that I can't be respected? No, it's just something I made up. And it probably goes back to my childhood when I wrote in a friend's yearbook was, if you smile, you'll stink. I thought that was the greatest thing. <laughs> and I got in so much trouble for writing that. <laughs> like it's vivid in my head of, you know how expensive those books are and you wrote that. So it's just another story I've created of, well, you're stupid. You shouldn't write things like don't be expressed. And those are stories that stop me. And throughout my life, more of those situations would come up and I just keep adding to the story. Just keep adding to it. I see so you it, remembered something from your childhood and four years ago. Is there anything in between those two times or maybe during your teenage years that you remember that amplified this same feeling? Oh, lots. Okay. So another one. I lost my father at the age of 19 and I had three properties at that time and I ended up losing my property. So it's another aspect of the story of you can't do it. You're stupid. Got it. Okay. So tell us where you are at right now with after the development program and how do you feel right now about yourself? So I feel amazing. I see who I am actually affects other people. I'm getting emotional because when you do discover who you really are, it is emotional. It's powerful. It is powerful. Yeah. It was discovering who I was. So I, I've just completed a two-year program, which is the team management leadership program. It's where I step into your leadership. In this quarter, I was the leader of the team. And I saw that whenever I diminished myself, not look at myself as whole and perfect and complete, then what would show up is other people around me would be disempowered and there would be something in their space. And I wouldn't even have to physically say anything. I could just keep it inside and not tell anyone and it would still affect them. And then when I turned it around and I was empowered and I was just like, no, this is going to go this way. Then the team shifted dramatically and they were completely empowered. And we've created this amazing project called the Impact Academy in four weeks. And we have five speakers. And that's how me shifting who I was being has shifted the world. So you, you're saying we are all connected and what we do impacts everyone else and how we feel within ourselves impacts how everyone else feels within themselves? Yes. Now you don't own what, how someone feels about themselves, but you can own the space that you have around them. So there was another thing. I have a phone call with a, a friend every morning and 
I actually wanted to have a relationship with that person. So that was in that space of, I would like to have a relationship with this person. And it was uncomfortable for them. And it was uncomfortable for me. So actually I brought it out. I was just like, there's something in my space. I just need to bring it out that I'm here. We're having amazing phone calls and I am still in space of, I would like to have a relationship with you. And just saying that and owning it freed the air. I actually became more productive that day. I got things done. The next day I woke up when my alarm went off and I made my bed and I went for a jog. The next day I did the exact same thing. So it's getting that out of the space and it cleared a space for them where they could see where they're doing the same with someone else and they were able to clear that. So we're so all intertwined. And, and especially in these times, I think that realization is coming even more that we are also intertwined. David, you said you discovered who you are. Tell us, who are you? I've never said this publicly, but yeah, I'm a spiritual leader. And that would not have been in my space before. I'm gay. I'm a gay man. So spirituality and gay typically don't go together very well, or at least religion and gay do not go together very well. And it's about time that shifts. I'm so happy for you that that shift happened because I can see that it is making such a big difference to you and you value it so much. What are you doing with that shift? How are you going to use that? To empower people, to have people empowered about their lives, to step out of the self-abuse and step into their power. Because we all have this immense power, like immense power. We have the power to destroy someone and we have the power to create them and empower them. Well, I'm glad you're pivoting your life and moving in that direction. So with all that that has happened in your life, David, tell us what is the life lesson that you would like to share with, with the listeners? Well, the life lesson is those conversations we have in our heads. <laughs> That person who's with us all the time, who only says bad things, and very rarely will say something good. That's a story. They're all stories. No truth to them. It's about giving them up, allowing them to go. And how does someone do that? The listeners uh, give them some tips on how to let that voice go or how to let those stories go. How have you done that for yourself? So acknowledge it. Acknowledge that voice that's telling you you're no good and just acknowledge that it's there. Just like, yeah. You know what? Thank you. Thank you for telling me that. And I know it's not true. And just allow it. Don't hold on to it. Just let us open your hands and let it go. David, I am with you. Acknowledge it. Listen to it. Tell it that's not true and let it go. And there's an an analogy that I really love. It's it's like, so you know a hot air balloon? Grabbing onto a hot air balloon and trying to pull it back down to the ground. That's what resistance is. Mm Mm-hmm. The minute we let go of that resistance, the balloon just disappears. It goes up into the air and it's gone. That's really how easy it is. And then we have a story about how difficult it is. Tell us that. It's just the story of it's challenging to let go of something. At the start of COVID, I was just like, oh my goodness, my car payments are behind. My credit cards are behind. My rent is behind. I'm, I'm just going to lose everything. And it's like little internal voice. that's like, it's going to feel like you're losing everything and you're not. And I really held on to that. The truth is I'm not losing anything. All the payments were deferred. Credit card companies have worked out agreements with me. And I'm actually in a more empowered space financially than I was before COVID started. So I was holding on to that, like, oh my goodness, I'm going to lose the car. They're going to come after me for the credit cards, blah, 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 blah. That's the resistance. And then I let go of it. And it's just like, well, I'm always going to survive. I'm always going to be alive. But what is there to hold on to? Okay. I heard you talk about two voices. I heard you talk about one voice that tells you you're stupid and you're not worth it and you can't do 
the littlest thing, an insignificant thing like managing a pool. Mm-hmm. And then I heard you talk about this inner voice that is telling you that you will survive, you'll be okay. So tell us about that inner voice. How did you recognize that this inner voice exists? Yeah, so I, so I, so I've really gotten into spirituality, really delved into it. The law of attraction and doing readings, just listening to that voice. You can call it the soul, you can call it your higher self, you can call it spirit, God, whatever you choose. But that's really what that voice is. And it's starting to trust yourself. That voice that you're hearing is true. That you can actually, let me take a look at the word self, the the meaning of self. It's person or thing referred to with respect. And that's what that voice is. It's respected. It's going to lead you in, in the path of good. Okay. You're, you're letting go of the voice in your head that is telling you you're no good, but then you're recognizing that little noise in, which is your intuition and, and you're following that. Yes, totally. And just trust it. And it'll be just little nudges. And then next thing you know, you'll just be like, this makes complete sense now. It may not make sense when you first get it, but it will start making sense. This was great, David. This was enlightening. Is there a last message that you have for the listeners before we end the show? Believe in yourself and you are worth it. Wonderful. Thank you for that powerful message, David. It was really good having you on the show. And I I want to say congratulations for finding your way and following your heart. Thank you. Folks, I hope you felt it as much as I did that David today was really speaking from his heart. He was genuine. He did want to share his story so that he could benefit others who were going through what he went through so that they can learn from his life lessons. And the most important thing is that he allowed himself to be vulnerable. And for that, I am very grateful. If we were in a live show somewhere, I probably would ask you as my audience to raise your hands if anyone believes that they do not tell themselves these stories. What David called stories, I call limiting beliefs. And I would be really surprised if I saw a lot of hands raised. We all tell ourselves these stories. We all have limiting beliefs. It is how we acknowledge them, tell the stories that they are wrong, and then let them go. To end this episode, I want to read you a a passage from a book. The name of the book is Kitchen Table Wisdom, Stories That Heal by Rachel Naomi Remen. This kind of has become my go-to book for this podcast. Because if you have listened to other episodes in the past, I read a lot of passages from this book. The one that I'm going to read to you today starts like this. A great Italian psychiatrist, Roberto Asagiallo, wrote a parable about interviewing three stonecutters building a cathedral in the 14th century. When he asks the first stonecutter what he is doing, the man replies with bitterness that he is cutting stones into blocks a foot by a foot by three quarters of a foot. With frustration, he describes a life in which he has done this over and over and will continue to do it until he dies. The second stonecutter is also cutting stones into blocks a foot by foot by three quarters of a foot, but he replies in a somewhat different way. With warmth, he tells the interviewer that he is earning a living for his beloved family. Through this work, his children will have clothes and food to grow strong. He and his wife have a home which they have filled with love. But it is the third man whose response gives us a pause. In a joyous voice, he tells us of the privilege of participating in the building of this great cathedral, so strong that it will stand as a holy lighthouse for a thousand years. 
the important thing in this parable is that all three of the expert stone cutters are doing the same repetitive physical task. What stories are you telling yourself? That brings us to the end of this episode. I hope you've enjoyed it. I will bring you the last episode of season number two next Wednesday. Until then, be happy, be safe, and be well. Mm-hmm.